Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Welcome back to hour number two of today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. I am Jeff Dean here with you on this Tuesday, June the 7th, 2022. It is 8.03 on your Tucson Tuesday morning. And whether you're tuning in via uh, the AM stage, the AM side on 1490, on the FM side at 104.9, or if you're listening via the live stream, which can be found on ESPNTucson.com and or your Alexa-enabled devices, I do appreciate you tuning in here to the uh, to the show as we uh, try to bring it for you every single weekday morning with local and national news, opinions, entertainment, you know, all those kinds of things. Uh, and I do appreciate you tuning in here. I know that you have a choice of uh, where you listen, and I do appreciate you choosing the show here. Uh, if you want to interact with me, you can always follow me on Twitter at UAZ Voice. That's at UAZ Voice. Uh, you can find me there. It's not the most exciting Twitter account in the world, but uh, I do engage every now and then. We talked yesterday about Aaron Donald. Uh, you know, it was it was a, a wonderful situation for Aaron Donald because he essentially put himself in a position where either the Rams were going to pay him or he was going to retire, and he was going to be completely fine with either outcome. Well, turns out the deal that he ended up signing yesterday is kind of a bit of both. If you look at it, the way that the contract breaks down now. It was announced yesterday that the Rams have reworked Aaron Donald's deal, which would essentially give him a $40 million raise over the last three years of his existing contract. Now, this new contract will pay him $95 million over the final three years of the contract, which makes him the first non-quarterback to eclipse that $30 million barrier, $30 uh, $30 million uh, per season barrier. Now, the interesting thing about this, though, and the deal that that he negotiated, it's essentially there's $65 million guaranteed in the first two years of the contract. And the contract is structured in such a way that Aaron Donald could retire at uh, at the end of the 2024 season for the additional $30 million guarantee uh, or he, I'm sorry, he could retire at the end of the 2024 season or return at the end of the 24 season for his or for the for the 24 season. Sorry, the, the 2022 season, 2023 season, or those are under contract guaranteed money. Then the final year, which would be the 2024 year. Sorry, my brain is still a little cloudy from everything. Um, that would allow him to essentially, you know, he could he could either retire or he could take the money. Now, here's the interesting thing about all of this. If he basically, like, this is why I think that maybe the Rams did him a real solid here. Maybe just, and it was, it was, uh, it was intimated by, I think, someone who did an interview with Aaron Donald in the offseason, you know, at some point, um, you know, because he's from Pittsburgh. And it, it, it may be a situation where, he wants to go play in Pittsburgh for the final year of his career in the NFL. He wants to go play at home. So 
here's here's kind of the way it breaks down, and, and this is why I think the Rams, if this is the case, and it looks like a really sweet deal for Aaron Donald, why it's going to serve them well in the future. Basically, either the Rams get Aaron Donald for $30 million in that 2024 season, or he tells them, you can trade me to someone else. I'll get, you know, they'll pay me the $30 million. I would like to be traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can you, you know, can you work out a trade for me? Because if it's up to the Rams, basically what will happen is they either lose him for nothing, okay, he retires. They either pay him the $30 million and he plays for them, which is still a win for the Rams, or they trade him to, you know, somewhere he wants to go and they get assets back, you know, probably draft assets and maybe a player or two in exchange for Aaron Donald, and he gets to go play for, you know, whatever organization it seems that he, you know, may have negotiated this, you know, contract in mind with. That team could be the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't I don't know. It was intimated by a reporter who had talked to him that maybe he had mentioned that he wants to play close to home, closer to home in his final season in the NFL. Now, the reason this will serve the Rams well moving forward, if it, if it does, in fact, get around – the locker rooms in the NFL, the other 31 teams in the NFL, that the Rams sat down, listened to a player, a player who has earned you know, that seat at the table to be able to negotiate, and, and I mean via his, uh, probably via his agent, who is um, uh, Todd France is his agent, big time. Um, if, they, if they allowed that person to come sit at the table and negotiate in that way, then that opens the door to a lot of free agents looking at the Los Angeles Rams saying, look at what they did for Aaron Donald. They not only made him the first non-quarterback to earn $30 million a year. And look, Aaron Donald is in elite company, okay? He's one of only three defensive players in the history of the NFL to earn a Pro Bowl selection in each of their first eight seasons. The other two are guys you might have heard of, Derek uh, Derek Thomas and uh, Lawrence Taylor. (laughs) You may have heard of those guys. So if it gets around that he was, in fact, um, given this sweet deal because you know, he's earned it and stuff and is giving essentially himself the power to what a quote-unquote demand a trade in the 2023 offseason to a team of his choice because the Rams basically said, look, play for us for two years. We're going to give you $65 million for those two years. And we're going to say thank you, hopefully win another championship or two during the time that you're here. But if we don't, we thank you for your service as a, you know, as a member of this, this franchise, winning a championship, uh, should have won the MVP of the Super Bowl, blah, 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 blah. We'll trade you to whatever team you want for the 2024 season. They'll pay you the $30 million that are on your contract. That is a super sweet deal for Aaron Donald. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't get much more player-friendly than that. So that is a brilliant move by this by the by the Los Angeles Rams who continue to do things as much as I hate to say it cuz I I can't stand rooting any team or giving any kind of praise to a team from Los Angeles. I just I can't do it. I just have a horribly vitriolic bias against that city and the sports teams in it. So it pains me to say that the Los Angeles Rams are doing things the right way, but they really are. And they're setting themselves up for success in the future. Because, like I said, if this gets around the other locker rooms, that the Rams treated Aaron Donald this way, they paid him a mountain of money 
to come back and play with them for two years and then essentially make it look like, you know, he he needed to be traded or wanted to get away in the final season. All of that has been paved for him. You know, they, they basically like, yep, we, we, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that all of that is in play for you. You'll make the chunk of your money in the first two years. You'll make the minimum of the, of the contract uh, in, the, in that third season. But it also gives you the out to retire because only the first two years are guaranteed. Third year isn't, isn't guaranteed. He can go sign somewhere else or not sign somewhere else. They can trade him somewhere else. They wouldn't cut him because they would lose him. They would then lose him for nothing. That's that would be dumb of the Los Angeles Rams to do. So they would most likely trade him. Speaking of trades, somebody who another player is demanding the the next two players we talk about are players who demanded a trade or demanded money, whatever we were demanding in the off season. One of them has uh, certainly earned it. The other, the jury's still out on. Debo Samuel. It has been reported by Adam Schefter this morning that Debo Samuel is, in fact, going to report to the mandatory minicamp, the 49ers mandatory minicamp, which opens today. It opened uh, 12 minutes ago. Uh, it is uh, said that, you know, believe I haven't had a chance to check 49ers Twitter or anything, but for all intents and purposes, he is going to report along with Nick Bosa. Uh, Nick Bosa will be reporting as well to 49ers mandatory camp. Now, all along, the 49ers have been saying, we have no intention of trading Debo Samuel, even though he has asked to be traded, asked the team to be traded. The head coach of the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, did, however, say in an interview last month that, quote, we will get the best thing for the 49ers and the best thing for Debo. That's where we're at right now. Now, whether that best thing is to pay him at the likes of, you know, what – Tyreek Hill is making in Miami or what Stephon Diggs is making in Buffalo or uh, Devontae Adams money, God, $28.5 million for Devontae Adams uh, in Vegas. I don't know if he's reached those levels. Uh, I know, obviously, I mean, every player wants to say that they're, they're worth that much money, but uh, Debo Samuel, I, you know, I, I think that all roads lead, and I felt this way the entire time, that all roads are going to lead to the 49ers re-signing him it's just it's difficult because he has gone very public in saying that he wants to be traded. And the public news, and even though Debo Samuel has refuted this, there are many people that have corroborated this report that he doesn't like living in California. He wants to be closer to home on the East Coast in the Virginia, Carolina area. And, look, that's fine. I have – you, you – you know, you work in a, in a business, you become a, f- a professional somewhere, and granted, he is not a, a nine-year veteran in the NFL. He's been in the NFL for three years. But regardless, as a professional, you have, uh, a, a, you know, awarded yourself the right to be mobile, to move around, to make choices on your own and do things and potentially transfer somewhere if you want to play somewhere else or work somewhere else. And if you want to work or you know, and or play somewhere closer to home, somewhere where you're uh, more familiar with the territory, the people, the the way of life, and all that kind of stuff, and you just can't stand where you're living slash working, then you have the right to, to to potentially you know find a way to get back home. And I have no problem with Debo Samuel saying, "I can't stand the state of California. I want to go you know move somewhere back closer to home where I can you know I I know the people and the uh, the culture and all that kind of stuff, and I fit in better, and I would just be more a lot more comfortable there. I have no problem with that. 
if that's the case, then the 49ers just need to shut up and trade him. Like, just just send him on his way. Give him his wish. Okay? This is not about – this is not a power play. This is not about you trying to secure more assets and all this other stuff. I mean, granted, <clears throat> they don't want to lose him for anything, but they're not going to. And at some point, though, you have to tell – you know, the, the player needs to shut up too. It's just – when this stuff get, becomes public, it's never good for either party because – Debo Samuel going public and saying, I want to be traded, does very little for the 49ers' ability to be able to, you know, to negotiate with other teams. They're like, you got a disgruntled player. We're not giving you anything. Every team they talk to is probably like, yeah, uh, you know, you, you, we'll, you, we'll either send you what we choose to send you for him, or you can just you know, play your season while he sits on the couch and watches on TV. We don't, we don't give a rip, but you're on our terms now because he went public. And it's bad for the player because then he doesn't get his wish. The 49ers are unable to, not able to negotiate, and he doesn't get his wish of being traded. So it's bad on both parts. And people just need to learn to shut their mouths sometimes. And maybe that's going to be the overarching uh, uh, you know, lesson of today's show. Shut your mouth. Like, learn when to just be quiet. I've had to learn so many times. Like, I, I talk for a living. I talk morning, day, and night. I talk for a living. And sometimes, I shouldn't say sometimes, a lot of times, I just like to sit and listen. Because I've learned over the years, first of all, you learn a hell of a lot more when your ears are open and your mouth is shut. Second of all, it's just nice to not be talking all the time. (laughs) So some people just need to take that into their own account. Finally, Kyler Murray, who I talked about yesterday, was at Cardinals uh, voluntary workouts last week was not at their voluntary workout yesterday. So he decided to show up last week for two days, and then yesterday he's like, no, nah, I'm not coming. I'm not coming in today, Coach. Cliff Kingsbury was asked about it, and his answer was the workouts are voluntary. And that, quote, every player does their own thing, and they have their own schedule, and they're allowed to do that, and blah, 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 blah. Well, we'll see. The Cardinals open mandatory camp I think it's next, either either next Monday or next Tuesday. We'll talk with Tyler Drake about that uh, probably tomorrow. We'll bring Tyler on, who's our Cardinals insider, and see what he has to say about it because this is this is now becoming uh, rather ridiculous as the immaturity level of Kyler Murray showing itself. Uh, really, uh, I'm not going to show up. I'm going to show up. I'm not going to show up. Uh, make a decision, bro. Like. This, this is this is the problem. This is the same same decision making uh, that went through your mind when you're in the end zone in the playoff game against the Rams and decided to throw the ball directly to the opposing player who was standing five yards in front of you. Is that is that the kind of decision making you were using then too? Because that's it's a lot what it sounds like right now. And this again is another issue that I have with Kyler Murray. Like you, I, I, listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I was right because I you know, there's no way to prove it yet. But I, I, dollars to donuts in three years. Some of you listening to this show for you know for you know a couple of years now will will remember when Jeff was like, no, nah, I wouldn't touch Tyler Kyler Murray. Wouldn't I? Wouldn't draft him. Wouldn't trust him. Wouldn't give him a, a boatload of money. I would not back up the Brinks truck and lock, try to lock him up for five years as my quarterback. I would move on. Just saying. The NBA Finals are here, and so is your chance to score big on FanDuel Sportsbook. 
Throughout the NBA Finals, FanDuel is giving new customers $200 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Now, you can take that $5 bet. You can bet the money line. You can bet the point spread. You can bet a player prop that you like. You can bet each leg individually. Or or you can roll the dice, combine all of your bets for an even bigger payday by accessing FanDuel Sportsbook's same-game parlays. Like, for instance, for Game 3 tomorrow night, I like, once again, Steph Curry for three or more made threes. The odds aren't, you know, hugely in your favor, but they will stack up once you add a couple more things to it. I like Draymond Green to get over five and a half assists, and currently the line is still three and a half. I like the Warriors plus three and a half. And that SGP right there with a $5 bet will get you a pretty nice payout. It gets you even more if you spend more stake. But all you have to do is spend the $5 bet to get your $200 guaranteed. And if you haven't tried FanDuel, of course, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. Just sign up with my promo code, DEAN, that's D-E-A-N, because the only thing sweeter than watching the finals is cashing in on all the action. And it is fun. And I will tell you this, that when you do cash in, you get those lightning-fast payouts from FanDuel Sportsbook. They are there in minutes after you've won your bet. Join today with my promo code, DEAN, and turn a $5 bet into $200 in free bets, win or lose. Make every game feel like Game 7 with FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. 21 and over in President Arizona. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit is required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you think you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342. More after this. You're listening to The Jeff Dean Show here on ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. All right, coming up in just about five minutes, Matt Moreno of Go Easy Cats, our uh, recruiting guru, going to be joining us to talk Arizona Wildcats recruiting and news for uh, Arizona football, Arizona basketball, talk about uh, everything going on. In the uh, in the world of uh, well the the ever you know the ever uh, not changing but the the ever you know fluid world of college recruiting and uh, of course big time and Matt always brings it with us so uh, looking forward to that haven't talked to him in a while um, we'll be continuing to uh, we'll, <laughs> easy for me to say we will continue to talk NFL coming up in just a little bit I do want to continue on just quickly here about the. Uh, the Kyler Murray story. <clears throat> now, Howard Balzer of AllCardinals.com uh, was reporting that, you know, when he, he spoke with, with Cliff Kingsbury, he's, Cl- Cliff basically, you know, blew it off and was like, ah, look, guys train in different ways. We knew coming into this week that he wasn't going to be here. Then why show up last week for a day or two and be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm with you guys, and then, and then leave again? Now, I can't for, you know, for not security purposes, but for confidentiality uh, reasons, give exact names and quotes and things like that. I can tell you this, though. There are people in that organization who are really not happy with Kyler Murray right now. And I mean on on a level of I don't know if we can win with him. Is he is he really here to win? Like, how badly does he actually want to win? And it goes back to what I said earlier. You know, you got to find the right people 
for the culture and for what you're trying to build. If Kyler Murray is just going to show up, take some pictures, talk with the media real quick, say the right things, and then leave again, well, then you know what, what was his purpose for even showing up in the first place? It was a very self-serving purpose, really, is what it was. He's not working out with the receivers, and they do have some brand-new receivers on this team. Um, and it's just, again, it's a really, really bad optic and one that I don't know how much longer will be tolerated by people in that organization. And I, I'm not, you know, Steve Kime has said all the right things. Cliff Kingsbury is saying all the right things. Uh, players have said all the right things. But I, I can tell you that there are behind the scenes people in our organization from from front office to uh, to field level that are really, really displeased with Kyler Murray right now and wondering if they're going to win with him. So take from that what you will. I don't think you can. I don't think he's – ultimately what it comes down to, and this is this is how I've been kind of viewing the NFL for a long, long time, since even before – Aaron Rodgers was drafted and, you know, being a 49er fan and them taking Alex Smith because he was willing to take less money in the guaranteed contract and all that. Do you have a quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl? Do you genuinely think your quarterback can win you a Super Bowl? Because that's what it boils down to in the NFL. It's That's what it's become. Do you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback? And if you don't, then what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, that's the goal, right? To win a Super Bowl, not just have a good season win a division title, you got to win Super Bowls. Does Kyler Murray evoke that emotion from the people in that organization and or the fans? Not that, not that I care about what the fans think, but people in – Cardinal fans just, you know, take up for him awfully a lot. You, you read stuff online and fans are like, oh, Kyler's he's the best and he's MVP and blah, blah, blah. He ain't winning you a Super Bowl. I don't think he ever will, personally. I've thought that from day one. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When I return, we will talk with Matt Moreno, senior editor of Go AZ Cats. That's next right here on The Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to The Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back to The Jeff Dean Show. Excited to bring on our next guest. Talk some recruiting. Haven't talked to him in a while, but he is our go-to guy whenever we need to talk recruiting. He is the senior editor of Go AZ Cats. His name is Matt Moreno, and he joins us right now on the Jeff Dean Show. Matt, welcome to the show, man. Long time no talk. How you been? Been great, Jeff. Thanks for having me back. Having me back. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your morning. I know it's uh, I know it's early, and I appreciate you uh, you getting up uh, to discuss some recruiting with us. And first of all, you know I know that that you guys aren't, you know, really dialed into the transfer portal and such. What was your uh what was your take on the the Keon Brooks uh news from from yesterday? Not a really huge shock, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I think when, you know, the buzz was starting to build after he backed out of the draft and was kind of looking at his options, I think the thought was Washington was going to be, you know, one of those schools that would be difficult to beat only because the thinking and the kind of word behind the scenes was that he really wanted to be kind of the guy wherever he ended up. And um, obviously, you know, Washington went through that last year with Burrell Brown, who was at Arizona, and, uh, you know, left the situation where he was coming off the bench and maybe just a part of, you know, a bigger picture um, to become, you know, the guy in Washington. So 
there's kind of that similar feeling with Keon Brooks where um, that was kind of what he was seeking. That was, you know, kind of the word behind the scenes was that he was looking to be, you know, the guy, the focal point of a team. And at Arizona, there's just, uh, even with all the departures, there's still just too many weapons that you're not going to have that type of situation necessarily. So, um, you know, Ben kind of did that for the most part in terms of kind of how much you could do it within, you know, Tommy Lloyd's system where he was able to shine and, um, you know, have an impact. But that's just not kind of how, you know, Arizona's program is built. And so um, I don't think it's a huge, huge shock. I think it was good for Arizona to get him on campus and see where it could go and, um, you know, lay out a plan. But I think ultimately kind of the word for a while has been that he's been looking to be kind of the guy, which he can do at Washington because they're just in a different place than Arizona. Now the the uh, the Pangos um, the uh, the Pangos uh, All American Games uh, the camp is going on right now. The you know there's obviously some you know some real real contenders in that one. Uh, one of the guys that I that I want to talk to you about first of all is a guy who hasn't committed anywhere. Obviously is getting a lot of uh, a lot of attention from the biggest programs in the country, and that's Kwame Evans, uh, power forward out of Florida. He's a uh, 2023 class guy. Talk about Kwame. I know that that he's you know involved in these uh, this this All American camp and and certainly you know high on Arizona's list. Yeah, he's actually injured right now, so he's not at the camp. Um, but he did just take his official visit to Arizona and uh, has some more visits lined up. I think it's going to be a more kind of long range kind of situation with him. But uh, Arizona's really done a really nice job over the last month or so getting involved. I mean. For a while, for most of the spring, it was everything was pointing to Oregon. Oregon yeah. was going to be the spot. I took a visit out there, and um, that was the word was like, you know, Oregon is the team to be. But it's it's pretty much done. It's kind of the, the vibe that it's been that was there kind of early in the spring was that you know it was just a matter of time before he committed to Oregon. So that's kind of been the thinking. And then Arizona decided to offer, uh, you know, get involved. And once Arizona offers, I mean, it takes them a while sometimes. Uh, under Tommy Lloyd, it's a lot different than when Sean Miller was in charge when there was a lot of offers going out and, and they would kind of hone down towards the end. I mean, Tommy Lloyd is a lot different in his process in that it takes a lot to get an offer from Arizona. So even, you know, a top five process, one of the best, you know, recruits in the country, you have to wait a little while. Um, you know, Tommy Lloyd likes to do his evaluations. And so it took some time, but once that happened, um, and this has kind of been the case for a lot of the recruits that Arizona's gone after under Tommy Lloyd, is once. Arizona's involved. They're all in, and they're ready to go, and they want to. You know, they're going to make you a priority. And so, um, there's some connections to his travel ball team, and um, you know, I think that's helped. But you know, Arizona's just done a really good job of recruiting him, making him feel like a priority, and really, you know, I think selling him on being a big part of this team, and um, you know, having a vision for him and, and how he could, you know, continue to grow his game. And he's a very versatile recruit, which is what you look at. You know, when you see what Arizona has done on the recruiting trail, uh, you know, over the last couple of years under Tommy Lloyd, or last year or so. Um, you know, just somebody who's versatile and can do a lot of different things and has great size. He's about six foot nine, um, can play on the wing, can do a lot of different things. And so just will give them some more versatility, but a very talented player and someone that, um, you know, Arizona has kind of moved into that driver's seat for a little bit. So we'll see what happens over this next month as he takes some more visits. But um, I think Arizona's positioned itself well, and uh, Oregon should be very, very nervous and might even have to kind of climb back into this thing kind of based on the word behind the scenes. Yeah, and, and you know, as you know very well, in this situation, this would be a twofold win for Arizona if they can land a guy like Kwame Evans. Not only are they getting one of the top two or three players at his position in the country, and and one of the five best players, as you mentioned, uh, in the 2023 class, but it also blocks 
pretty much what most people consider your either number one or your number one A competitor in the conference for for conference titles every year. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, Oregon already has a commitment from uh, another five star, uh, Mookie Cook, who plays at AZ yeah. Compass Prep. Uh, Arizona was you know interested in him and brought him in for a visit. And uh, he has obviously has ties to Kylan Boswell, who goes there as well and is committed to Arizona. Um, but he's an Oregon native. Uh, he grew up in Portland, and so uh, you know he's going back home to play. And so uh, Oregon's on the rise again. I mean, they're doing a really good job recruiting, and, and you know they have a couple commits themselves already in the 2023 class. So you know for them to have two top five uh, recruits, I mean that would that would be a challenge for any other team in the Pac-12. So as you mentioned, I think if Arizona is able to to pull out a commitment from uh, Kwame Evans or from KJ Evans, I think it'd be a big deal and add to their class because their class is very good. And you mentioned the Bengals camp and. Uh, KJ Lewis is the one commit who's, uh, you know, competing this week, and he's looked really, really good. I mean, he reminds me a lot of Ben, and um, you know, I think he's going to be someone who's going to be a day one contributor and, and a potential star for the Arizona in the future. So if you can add, you know, a guy like KJ Evans to that group with, you know, KJ Lewis and uh, Kylan Boswell, I mean, that's a really impressive group, and that gets you, you know, over the top in terms of competing with Oregon. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned K.J. Lewis. I was just going to talk about him next because you mentioned that he is at the Pangos camp. He was he was performing at the Pangos camp. Uh, and, you know, even on Twitter you said it looks like another now former Wildcat who's going to be taken most likely in the lottery of this upcoming NBA draft. What about K.J. Lewis's game has evolved since you last saw him? I think just an overall kind of aggressiveness and, and comfort level on the floor. I mean, he was doing a lot of, you know, bringing the ball up, handling the ball in the games I've seen so far. They continue in a little while here. Uh, a couple more camp games today is the last day of the event. But so far, um, you know, just really commanding the floor, I think, has been really impressive. I know, um, obviously, when you combine him with Kylan Boswell, Kylan, Bo- Kylan Boswell is going to be more of kind of your point guard uh, of the future. But, um, you know, KJ Lewis has talked about, you know, I can handle the ball and I can do some of those things. So, um, that's been really intriguing to see. I think he's been a lot more aggressive than I've seen in the past. It's kind of what he does, but I think that's really progressed in his game. Um, his shot has really been you know, falling this week, and I think that's another element that maybe um, not everybody counted on. I know it's been um, you know, something he's worked on and, and improved, but um, he's been really having a lot of success shooting the outside shot, and um, I think that's been a big deal. But just his overall presence, I think, is something that um, you know it really reminds me of Ben quite a bit. and just Even in his movements and the way he kind of you know, moves up the court and, and um, you know, gets his shot and, and creates shots for himself and, um, you know, even for others as well. I think that's really been impressive. But there's just little things that you go, that reminds me a lot of Ben. You can see why Arizona targeted him to kind of fill that uh, role in, in its system. And, um, you know, a Tucson guy by heart, you know, living out in Texas now, but, yep. um, you know, knows a lot about the program. And, you know, it was always kind of his dream to play for Arizona. And so um, all the pieces really fit, but he's been really impressive this week. Maybe not as tall as someone like Ben, doesn't have necessarily that same length, but um, he showed some explosion, and I think just his overall game feels very similar to what Ben you know, brought to the table and brings to the table. Yeah, I think he, he, he translates more of a solid two than, than a three, which is what Ben played. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the difference, I think, is just with the size. And you know, the thing also that really stood out is no one really defends in these camps. Uh, it's just kind of the yeah. nature of the thing. But yeah. um, he's been really engaged defensively, and, and I think he's tried his best to defend and um, you know, do what he could on that, and I think that's really impressive as well. Matt Moreno, senior editor of Go AZ Cats, joining us right here on the Jeff Dean Show, talking recruiting. Uh, we'll continue to talk some Arizona basketball recruiting here. As you mentioned, Kai Boswell, and you know, Kylan is 
one of the players who is going to be on the USA basketball roster for the you know the U the the U seventeen the under seventeen World Cup team this summer. Uh, quite an honor for for Kylan Boswell to be named to that team. Yeah, absolutely. And he's just uh, he's one of those guys that earned it. I mean, he's been kind of on the radar for a lot of people for a while now, and um, you know, just a, a really nice fit for Arizona. I think at that guard position and could play you know on or off the ball, but I think the thinking is going to be. You know, he'll be primarily a point guard when he arrives at Arizona, but uh, battling through a little injury right now. Um, he was supposed to be at the, at the Penguins camp as well, but uh, on the injured list. So um, once he kind of gets healthy, I think it'll be you know a good thing for him to you know get back out on the floor and do what he does. But um, you know, had a really productive year so far this you know this year, and um, you know there's only good things ahead for him, and, and he's really kind of coming into his own. I really like his you know defensive ability as well, and um, you know again another guy that just kind of commands the floor and. Uh, feels very comfortable, you know, within his game and, and when he's out on the floor. And I think that's going to be another good thing to just add confidence, you know, to Arizona as they continue to you know, build this roster and build up the program under Tommy Lloyd. You know, another player that is on, I was looking at the, the roster of, of players that were invited to the, the camp in Colorado Springs that's coming up for that U-17 World Cup team. Um, they, they can only take uh, uh, 12 players to Spain for the actual World Cup that's going to be in the first week uh, of July. But one of the names on there, a very, very young player locally here from, you know, from a, a school that I'm really familiar with, obviously, and the uh, the state champs uh, is, you know, Perry and Koa Pete. Is, is he drawing interest from Arizona? Is is Tommy Lloyd a offer a 14-year-old kid, you know, uh, kind of kind of a coach? Uh, when the 14-year-old kid is Cole Pete, yes. Um, yeah. I mean, he's just a different type of recruit. I mean, that's not something that I don't think Arizona's going to go out of its way to do very often. But, um, yeah, the interest is there from Arizona. I mean, when you know when he was very, very young, it was apparent that he's going to be you know, one of the top players and the top player you know, in Arizona and potentially the top player in his class, you know, once it was all said and done. And so, um, you know, he's been – I watched him recently, and uh, he's you know been a solid player. He's uh, not participating this week in the Penguins camp as well, but – um, I've watched him quite a bit, you know, last year and this year as well. Um, you know, seeing his progression, he's just becoming very comfortable in his abilities and, and kind of growing into kind of his size. But a very talented player that I assume Arizona is going to continue to be, you know, a big part of his recruitment. He's going to have a lot of options and obviously is not opening up for a lot of these recruits. So it'll be interesting to see if that eventually is what happens with him because uh, he's going to get that attention and he's going to get, you know, that G League attention and overtime elite, all these, you know, uh, other sure. outlets for these players to go, um, you know, in 2022. And so um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how his recruitment plays out. Uh, at this point, it sounds like college is, is in the plans and he's looking at those options, but it's also still very, very early on in his high school career. So uh, we'll see what happens with him, but uh, definitely a very talented player, someone that's only going to continue to get better. and uh, He's going to have every offer he wants from, from every program. So it'll be a battle to, to land him, but he's a very talented player. Sure. And, you know, it also helps, I think, that, you know, I mean, every little bit helps, right? I mean, you have Dylan Anderson coming in, of course, you know, a, a teammate of his. Uh, you know, all that kind of helps as well. Absolutely. Matt, let's talk some football here before uh, before we let you go. I'd be remiss if we didn't talk, you know, the, the, the work that Jed Fish and the coaching staff at Arizona football continue to do. Any new news over the last 24, 48 hours in regards to Arizona football? Uh, not too much. I mean, we're still kind of waiting on, we, obviously, Jed Fish has teased that there's seven commitments mm-hmm. <laughs> from the weekend. There was about a dozen visitors, official visitors, in the first big weekend uh, that they were able to, not that they were able to host, but that they wanted to host. I mean, 
people can take – recruits can take official visits way back starting in April. But most schools are kind of focused on June. It gets them an opportunity to kind of not have to worry about the current team and fully focus on these recruits that are taking official visits. So uh, Arizona loaded up on the first week in June. They'll have more in this weekend and then more in the next weekend. So, um, But this first weekend was very successful. Um, Jed Fish was busy on Twitter uh, with his cacti uh, gift. But, um, yeah, they have so far they have two uh, that, are, that have become public of those commitments, Tylen Gonzalez, uh, a two-way lineman from New Mexico, and then Lucas Conti, a defensive end uh, from California, uh, a very prominent high school in California, Corona Centennial, um, a very talented prospect, and there's going to be more on the way. So, um, you know, Jed Fish has things rolling again. I think, um, you know, based on, on kind of who they're bringing in, who they're really targeting, I think the goal is, is defense and and especially the, the offensive and defensive lines as well. Yeah. Um, those have been kind of the key uh, areas that you've seen Arizona really target. Um, they're going to have uh, some talented players come in. They've had some you know, already on campus. And, um, but it'll be very interesting to see kind of how many more commitments they're going to be able to get. Um, the NCAA is expanding that limit or kind of removing that limit, that 25-man limit for the next couple seasons uh, that you can sign in a class. So I think Arizona is going to have another very big class. Um, obviously, Jet Fish every coach, not even just Jed Fish, but every coach, you know, wants to get his guys in there eventually and wants to have guys that he recruits and his staff recruits. And so I think you're going to see a good amount of turnover again for Arizona as they kind of build out this roster. But, um, you know, the NCAA are moving those, those scholarship limits that you're able to sign. It used to be 25, and it will be 25 again eventually. But because of all, you know, everything that's gone on, they've kind of expanded that, removed that number. So I think you're going to see a lot of really big uh, classes this year for a lot of program, programs, and I think Arizona – is going to be one of those that has a lot of recruits, and I think we're starting to see that already. Um, before we let you go, was the the kid uh, um, I can't remember his name, the four star linebacker uh, from California that was on visit this weekend? Um, he's got the the Leviticus uh, Le, uh, Sua Leviticus Sua. Is was he the the premier uh, recruit on campus this weekend for for the Wildcats? Yes, I mean he was the top. You know he's a four-star guy. Uh, Rivals has him as a top 250 guy, and so yeah, he's definitely you know was the the marquee name of the bunch. Um, looking like he's going to visit Stanford. That's kind of been the school that's uh, you know quietly been you know really prominent in his recruitment. But Arizona's done a really good job with him and continued to make him feel like a priority. Uh, he goes to Modern Day High School, which is arguably the top program high school program in the country. Has been a big part of what they do. Um, Johnny Nansen has been a big part, and Arizona's new defensive coordinator has been you know, a big part of building that pipeline into modern day and some of those you know, um, you know, powerhouse California, uh, Southern California schools. And so um, there's a connection there, and um, I think Arizona's done a really good job with him. And then Calvi Howard is out of uh, Spring Valley High School in Las Vegas. Um, Arizona's done a really good job with him. He's another defensive lineman, um, not rated as highly, but his offer list is really impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. at least a top eight that had um, some very prominent schools, USC, Miami, Michigan was among that group, but um, Arizona was the first one to get him out on a visit, an official visit. I know he really liked Arizona. Um, wasn't necessarily paying attention as much early in the process, but took an unofficial visit uh, early in the spring and not really opened his eyes, and then he scheduled an official visit with Arizona for this last weekend, and um, he really enjoyed his time, and he said, you know, Arizona, just being honest, is going to be tough to beat. And so, um, you know, he has some other visits. He's got Nebraska coming up, uh, Oregon's coming up. Um, and Utah is coming up for him on official visits for the rest of this month, and we'll see where it goes from there. But um, he's someone that I could see deciding at the end of this month and or early in July, and Arizona's in a very good position with him, and both of, both of those guys as well. I mean, uh, Leviticus Sue, I know, really enjoyed his visit and kind of said similar things where Arizona set the bar high, and every school's going to have to kind of match yeah. them now. So 
Uh, for both of those guys, Arizona's in a really good spot, and that's a good thing because those are two impact players that every, uh, you know, not every, but a lot of prominent programs really want on their rosters. And it'll be another great sign for Jeff Fish to, to land both of those guys. Yeah, if 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 he can land both of them, yeah, I'll, I'll be happy with one of them. Uh, you know, just to, trying to keep them away from some of the uh, some of the competitors that are out there. Well, Matt, as always, man, I appreciate your time, your expertise. Uh, I'm still trying to get used to your new Twitter handle. It is at Matt R Moreno at Matt R Moreno. That's where you can follow him on Twitter. If you are not following him and you are a Wildcat fan, you are doing yourself a disservice. Make sure you get on that uh, on the Twitter and make sure you follow at Matt R Moreno. He's got all of the goods for you every single day he delivers. Matt, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for your time. We appreciate your work, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon, okay? Absolutely. Anytime, Jeff. Thanks. All right. That is Matt Moreno, senior editor of Go AZ Cats. He works alongside uh, rivals in Yahoo and, uh, of course, just absolutely brings it whenever it comes to recruiting, and he is our go-to guy there on the ground level with Arizona basketball and Arizona football, as you can tell. All right. We'll take a timeout when I return. We'll put a big, bright, red, shiny bow on today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. That's next right here on ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back to the Jeff Dean Show. Final segment, today's edition to a lot of things that I wanted to talk about today, but get to most of it. Uh, Dustin Johnson, if you're, uh, you know, if you're someone who follows golf, this is, you know, interesting, interesting news and interesting development going on in the world of, uh, of golf. As Dustin Johnson reported this morning that he is joining several other golfers and resigning from the PGA Tour effective immediately and will be joining the LIV golf events, the Live golf events and major championships going forward it's a uh, the, there's a there's a huge money grab going on right now for professional golfers to switch from the PGA tour to the live uh, it's just an interesting uh, development going on in the world of professional golf as there's now a contender you know and a legitimate contender as plenty of other people have jumped ship and this one now Dustin Johnson that's a big name in the world of golf uh, jumping ship and effective immediately leaving the PGA Tour, turning his, his turning in his tour card, and uh, joining the Live Tour. So we'll continue to uh, to keep an eye on those types of things uh, as uh, as you know they develop and over time. I don't talk a whole lot of golf on here. I don't play golf. I don't really I'm not really interested in the sport, but that's newsworthy for sure. I mean that's you know that's big time. That's a that's a change in the world of the sport of golf, is what that is. Um, we continue to get closer to the NBA draft as more mock drafts continue to come out. The NBA draft is going to be coming up uh, June 23rd, so we're about 16 days away. It's going to be um, in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center is where it's going to be taking place. And, uh, you know, a lot of Wildcat fans still trying to figure out where, you know, when Ben Matherin is going to go. He's definitely going to go in the lottery. We know that. Does he go as high as 7? Does he go to 11 with the Knicks? I don't think he goes past the Knicks, I'll be honest with you. The Knicks need scoring and shooting in the worst way, they would probably be interested in, you know, even potentially moving up uh, to get a guy like Ben Matherin. Where does Dalen go? Does he go top 20, top 30? And, again, listen, I'm going to make bold statements here on this show. I'll continue to do it. I know Walker Kessler is considered to be a top 20 pick. I'm just going to put my name on it. 
I think Christian Coloco will be a better professional than Walker Kessler. Said it right here, right now, and I'll continue to say it. All right, that'll wrap things up for today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. Thanks to our guest, Matt Moreno, for joining us from Go AZ Cats. And, of course, thanks to Mary back in the studio for pushing all the right buttons and keeping me on the air. Stay tuned today from 3 to 6 for Spears and Ali. And I will see you guys again tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. right here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Thanks for listening to The Jeff Dean Show, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. Jeff will be back tomorrow morning at 7 on ESPN Tucson.